Hello and welcome to Jam Presents, a podcast series by me, Mike Groves, and a good mate of mine, Jason Cripps. This time, we're heading back to Camp Pleasant for Season 2 of Killer Camp. Killer Camp, Season 2, Episode 2. We're back for a second episode, which, by all accounts, is even more extreme than the first. We don't need to go into the format of the show or the contestants, but feel there's probably quite a bit more to talk about in this episode than the last. In the last episode, we saw Sean get taken out early on whilst on the dunny. Bruce flattened the outhouse with a tractor. Uh, At the end, we saw Basil and Clyde go for a wander into the woods, only for Basil to succumb to the temptation of strawberries and cream flavoured ice cream and Bruce to smash his head off with a baseball bat. Basil. We ought to also point out that last time we questioned where it was filmed, and no doubt before the end of the series we will again, but it's Lithuania. So we weren't that far off with our guesses. What did we say? Croatia? Like Estonia, Croatia or Belarus or something, which, I mean, it's Europe. (laughs) Close, Close enough. Yeah, close enough. This episode opens with a reminder of the rivalry between Clyde and Jordan, which is a common theme throughout this episode. And we get an awesome video recording at the start where Bobby narrates how Camp Pleasant came to be. And it turns out he and Bruce were brothers. Camp Pleasant was set up by Mommy Pleasant. Welcome to Camp Pleasant. She ran the camp with the help of her two sweet, innocent boys. But one of those sweet boys went insane. I don't think we knew that fact before, did we? I'm not sure. Has it been hinted to? Maybe, because he mentions his brother in the previous episode, Robbie, who died. Oh, yeah. Very drowned. Oh, there's some, there's some changes in lore then. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's what it is. It's not watertight, is it? <laughs> You'd think they'd take it more seriously, frankly. I'm a little bit disappointed. <laughs> Doesn't all add up, does it? We hear again about SJ's crush on Jordan, but he says he doesn't want to get too close just in case he's the killer. And whilst I wasn't really into the love story that sort of intertwined itself in the previous series, how it pans out between Valentina, Lexi and Clyde is brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, it really is brilliant. brilliant Because I'm not, I mean, we're getting, but I'm not a big big fan of Clyde at all. No, no, not me. But the way, and it is harsh, because the way he's playing these girls... But to watch it happen is so bad, yet so entertaining at the same time. You know, I'm not a big fan of Love Island, which Mm. I'm still not going to, you know, but this is what I imagine it to be. Yeah. And I'm thinking, would I enjoy it? But I I know I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's not enough killing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think it's, this is just the amount, like it's nice sprinkling on top, isn't it? But I think obviously it's the fact that he's so blatant with it, because I mean, I'm sure you'll come like get to it. It's the way it, um, Valentina. Valentina? Valentina. Because I want to keep saying Valentino, like Valentino Rossi. <laughs> but it's the female version of Valentino, yeah. Um, says to him about, obviously, she just wants to know that she doesn't want to be second best. And his answer, like, is, oh, is perfect. player. Like... He's done that before. Like, it rolls off his tongue so well. Yeah, he, exactly. He's done it before. He's like, thank you for bringing it to my attention. And we get to, he's like, that's what really attracts me in a girl. Yeah, do you think you could say anything to him and they'd be attracted to it? <laughs> he goes, oh, that's, that's really attractive. It's like, I've just sneezed next to you, Clyde. I love girls that sneeze. I'm all yours. <laughs> and then is it Lexi? And then later on in the episode. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> have you got something wrote down? I'm taking you got something wrote down. I mean, I haven't got those wrote down. But <laughs> I know, right, and I'm, you're a lot more observant than I am. But my first note, before any of the lore, mm. we see a campmate called Jada. Yeah. 
Where did where did she come from? She's not in episode one. I'm sure she's not in episode one. <laughs> she definitely is. I've literally wrote down, where did this girl come from? <laughs> I think Jada is the person last time where you said, is there anything else to describe? I said she wears a bum bag. Uh, yeah. I think she was the first person that I, because she's the first person that I noticed wearing a bum bag. And then every person that then entered the screen, I'm like, whoa. Killer vibes. Oh, okay. Interesting. I mean, they all got killer vibes. But carry on, because I know you've probably got something to reel off. <laughs> he's got stuff to reel off. Now, that they go on further to discuss who they think the killer is before Bella takes Gabe aside to chat. Now, before I completely dismiss Gabe for being a bit of a prick, how he plays the game in this episode is absolutely brilliant. And Can I ask you something before, before we get into anything? Yep. Two questions that might sort of uh, reflect on each other. Hmm. How many films do you think Gabe has watched? Or what do you think Gabe's favourite film is? Or book? So... (laughs) The answer is one. Okay. The answer is one one film. Yeah, or book. I don't know whether or not he read the book when he was a kid. I don't think he read the book. I'm going out on a bit of a whim and saying... A bit of a whim or a bit of a limb? Anyway, I'm putting myself out there. I think his favourite movie might be Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I agree. I think that's the only film he's ever seen. (laughs) Because the amount of times he refers to Unbelievable. Because that's the only thing he can refer to. (laughs) If you were maybe like two inches taller and you weren't such an Oompa Loompa, maybe you would have been more of a challenge. But right now you weren't. Don't get upset. We're all trying to survive. So this this is what, like... In the last series, we had Carl, and every episode I'd be like, that guy's just really annoying. That guy's really doing my head in. And I don't know whether or not that's because he's British, and I know more people like Carl that wind me up, or that Gabe, because he's American, I'm so far detached because there's a whole lot of sea between us. But his, the way he's super honest, like he doesn't care, and he's so open about it being a game. Like, he's not defensive at all. He's not going... I think in the last series, Carl was very much, oh, no, 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 I'm not trying to be funny or anything. Whereas Gabe is very much like, yeah. I don't care if you fucking die, you umpalumper. Like, oh, my God. Like, he's not a nice person. Is, but is respect because, for playing the game. What do you think he calls her an umpalumper? Is that because she's short or short and fake Yeah, tan? I think it... Oh, good point. It might... Because be I don't think... I didn't think she had much fake tan on. No, I just thought that it was... He's... So he's, like... He, he's not cultured enough to watch Lord of the Rings then. Like, surely <laughs> Hobbit is a bit... Is a better... Or do they have to, like, stick to the 80s vibes? Ah, uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but then, I mean, he could have read Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that is true. They're like, right, yeah, anything you mention, you, you can't mention Toy Story, you can't mention it. Like, <laughs> not allowed. That was 90s. You cannot mention yeah. Toy Story. And he's like, well, that's fine by me because I've only seen one film. The argument between Gabe and Bella as well is, I mean, to be honest, Gabe is well within his right to stand up for himself. She comes in all guns blazing, calling him a douchebag. And then when he flips and he does say about, you need to grow a few inches, you umpa lumper and all this. And then she's, uh, uh, doesn't he say at one point, like, dude she sucks (laughs) she's fucking great and as as i mentioned i don't i don't think he's a particularly nice person but she went in for him and he uh, or he was brutally honest and she really didn't like what he had to say 
even though he's just just being honest back. Dude, she sucks. Like she's so dramatic. All that show, man. Like just talk to me. Just chill out. They head to the lake to take part in the cast challenge. But before that, there's something else you're gonna tell me. I, I thought you might have picked it up, and I think you'll have to go back and watch it. And if other people listening to this, they'll also go back and watch it. But I think after that bit, um, where Bella goes and sits back down, mm. SJ's there. Yeah. And Bobby comes over the radio. Uh, okay, yeah. And SJ literally looks like he's been electrocuted. Oh, it looks it looks like he's pretending to be a dolphin. Like yeah, he it scares jumps. him that much. I'm thinking, has he touched the mains? <laughs> he like the jumps sofa. and shakes. He's like a, he's like was it salmon that try and jump that, up the that's river? That's what I meant. Rather than a dolphin, it's like a salmon. Yeah, like flapping. Dolphins don't jump up rivers. <laughs> they jump though, don't they? Not like that. Brilliant. Watch it again. I watched it three times. Still couldn't go over it. It's time for another cash game on the lake. <laughs> anyway, when they go to the lake to take part in the cash challenge, initially I thought, oh, they're in bikinis and swim shorts. Like the first shot that you see of them. But no, until they start the task and then they're all in wetsuits again. So they get the cutscenes. Did you hear what Bella called Gabe? What, is this when the fly flies into his mouth? Yeah, around that same time. Bobby asked, doesn't he, about the Gabe and Bella issue? Yeah. No, what does she call she him? She calls him No Neck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Got me. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It's a brilliant episode. Because it's very cheap dicks and I like that stuff. Yeah. They're not they're not being harsh or anything. They're like not that. harsh. They're too harsh. But they're very clever. Yeah. Bella, it's looking a little frosty between you two. Do I detect frost? I detect spice. <laughs> Bella controls the bugs, it seems. You reap what you sow. Honestly, I don't trust her as far as I can throw her right now. Sorry. You literally have no neck. Shut up. You couldn't have timed a fly to fly into his mouth any better. Oh, that was ridiculous, wasn't it? But I did, I did, and you know I love this sort of stuff. But the fact that they, they run out all in their like bikinis and shorts. Yeah. They have their little talk and then it flips and they're in the wetsuits. And now you're in a wetsuit. But was it absolutely hammering down with rain as well? It's horrible. This game is called In Too Deep. So the game they play in the water is called In Too Deep. Where in pairs, they need to go to two or three upturned boats to retrieve buoys or buoys, or as Bobby calls them, bowlers. I I've never <laughs> heard them called bowler, but anyway, those nearer the jetty, those bowlers, buoys, boys that are nearer the jetty have lower values than those further away. But each person in a pair needs to head to a different boat as their partner, as in no two people can bring back the same cash amount in mm -hmm. one round. And I've put it's pissing it down and they've got six minutes to do the whole lot. Do you think a requirement of when you sign up to this show is, can have you got basic swimming <laughs> proficiency? I think it'd be better if you didn't. But yeah, they must have certain skills, like pass a fitness test. Because there's a, there's a lot of it, like a lot of it's in the water, isn't it? They do make full use of the lake, definitely. Because even when it's pissing it down, they're like, "Should we go in the lake? Yeah, why not? We've already set it up." <laughs> well, we, we'll talk about the weather later because something interesting happens at the end as well. Generally, this challenge all goes well. They get over half the bowlers back. However, there are a few moments of suspicion. Gabe went to a green boat to only bring back a hundred dollars. Jordan then says, I'm like Speedy Gonzalez. I did my absolute best. I thought I was Speedy Gonzalez in the water. So yeah, I have no regrets. Jordan did quite well in that challenge. I think that maybe he realized that we're on his radar now and he has to kind of play team ball. But Gabe thinks it's sus that Jordan's going quick, which is weird. 
How's that sus? What for? Yeah, Jordan. Oh, it's a cover up. He's he's just tr- trying to go quick to like throw us off the scent. It's like if that's how you think about stuff, then you're never gonna get the killer. I. <laughs> you're never gonna win unless Honestly. you are the killer. <laughs> Jada and Valentina both went for the same boat. Let's go! We knew you couldn't do that. Killer behaviour. Absolute killer behaviour. Valentina and Jada went to the same boat, which I thought was massively suspicious. And then Valentina has to go to the red boat and ended up underneath that boat for what felt like ages. Right. Regardless if you like you obviously we've got to say you've got to be a, a semi decent swimmer. Yep. Or they would still wouldn't let you do it because you are gonna die. Is it that hard? No. Like you can you can be you might be tired when you get to the last boat, but you the the boat the ridge you've got to swim under isn't gonna be much. No. And then you she gets the boys out quite quick. Mm-hmm. But where does, and then where her head go? doesn't come up for ages. And it's not like she's tied up or anything. No. And they didn't show, the camera didn't show what was going on inside, whereas it did on others. So I'm thinking that's suspicious. Yeah. Did you hear what Gabe said to someone? Maybe Bella. He said to her, because were they teamed up, Gabe and Bella? I think Gabe went just before Bella. He Like she was going to be the next person behind him to go to, because Gabe said that he wanted to give her the chance to go and get that hundred dollar one. There's a bit that I'm sure he says to her, "You go green." Yeah, but then when he jumps in, he goes green. Yeah, no, that's what he was saying. And later on, he clarifies that because he he went green, and then people were calling him out and saying, "You could have gone further. You could have done more." And he's like, "No, no, I was getting back quicker." So then Bella. Oh, so she wasn't in the same. She was in the one behind uh, him, okay. and he was saying that if he got back quicker, then she could jump straight in and get that. So it would just. Speed I thought it up. that. I thought that was sus. But even even the fact that he's sticking up for her here, that is sus, definitely. Because why is he sticking up for the one person that he's having these jibes at? Yeah. And you'd think if stronger, stronger swimmers should be hitting red every time. Are they allowed to dive in? Because a lot of them don't dive in. A lot of them just jump in. A lot of them jump and then you're like, you surely leg it and jump as far as you can. Yeah. I reckon you could nearly be at that green boat if you ran fast enough. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> after that, that, there's a conveniently placed ad break. Uh, just as Valentina's under the boat. And then when she reappears later on, SJ says that he thought she might have died. Valentina was under that boat for so long that I started to wonder if she was even going to come back out. Despite there being very little time left, Syra chooses to go to a yellow boat instead of green, meaning she didn't pick anything up. Although when she's called out later on for not bringing anything back, it is a bit shit. She went last and everyone else had wasted the time. She had about 30 or 40 seconds left. you got to question why she's holding it in her mouth. <laughs> But then you've got both arms to swim with, haven't you? Surely. How are you going to breathe? <laughs> Nose. Any more anatomy questions? I, I just think I'm I'm not no professional swimmer, but surely there's easier ways than holding it in your mouth. I challenge you then next time because they're tied together, aren't they? It's like a they're weird. T- yeah, but they're tied together. But also they're like they're floating. So if anything, it's just going to hold you back. Just hold them then and kick. Is that what you're saying? Just hold on to them and kick. You got to try and hold them. Hold them up as much as possible, I reckon, and kick. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I'd have ran, I'd have dived in, pretty much not even kicked and got to the red one. I'd have been, I would have come up for surface for air under the under red boat, the boat, got it, and then swam back. Was holding it up with it in, in the air, perfect, yeah, perfect. Yeah, but then I would also have been the killer, so I've been all bit, and I just launched it over the next bit, which pretty much happened to well, everybody. So they ended up with the two grand and. That only left the killer $1,500. And then we are reminded that they need to still throw their boys mm. onto the horizontal bars. Here's a question for you, Mike. Mm. Do you think anyone actually tests these game out? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I think they do for the cutscene, like when they're showing us the game at the start. She's like, oh, get the get the uh, get the guy that designs the game to try it. Oh yeah, he can do it. Yeah, because he fucking designed it. But also the, the the clip that they chose, it wasn't like an easy like attachment. It span around a few times and it looked like it was going to drop. And they're like, look, we've cut this fifteen times now. You've got to get it on there in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more, one more. Because you'd hope in any sort of game like that, if you're hitting it, which I think a few of them did, yeah, it should be fifty-fifty. If it like, there should be some sort of chance. Yeah, the problem was the momentum. It was just taking as it hit the bottom one was coming over before the next, the first one could. I think that was a lot harder than it looks. It's really hard, really hard. Yeah, so it it was quite weighted. But do you think they have these sort of games that the killer like blatantly wins? And it just raises more suspicions to other people because everybody's going to lose. That's a good point. Are they making? Did we, did we have that in series, series, like season one, where there was one that everyone lost, and you think, mm, who lost it the worst? There was one in season one that I liked where they were all tied together, and some of them were only like tied up a tiny bit, and others were just pure knots, like knots yeah. everywhere where they had to escape. Mora confronts Gabe based on the comments made in the last episode. Because I think Gabe started... Oh, this is the end, by the way. So the killer's already taken the $3,500 at this point. And then it cuts to Moira... Um, Maura, sorry, um, confronting Gabe based on the comments made in the last episode. She claims she's the female version of him. Gabe and I are like the male and female version of each other. So I don't want to say he's annoying, but he's a bit annoying. I mean, she's really self-aware, to be fair, isn't she? Gabe claims that he was helping Bella in the last round, which is what we mentioned earlier. And I don't believe him at all. And then the next thing we see is Valentina confronting Casanova or Clyde. And this is where he clearly hates being challenged about it, but doesn't he do well to sweet talk himself out of it? We've already spoken about this. So good. You're not the kind of girl that's going to be somebody's plan B. And I respect that. Will you fight for me? And that's something that I'm actually quite attracted to. Valentina earlier in the episode was going, oh, keep it in your pants, mate. And... She clearly doesn't know how numbers work because number one is me, number two is me, and number three is me. Imagine your missus telling you that you're the fourth most important person in her life after herself, herself, and herself. (laughs) And honestly, I put at this point, I find Clyde way more annoying than Gabe. And actually, I remember when the series was aired, like end of last year, I think like October, November time last year, I saw a few tweets from some of our listeners saying, there's one person who's really irritating or, oh, we think there's one person that might really get on your nerves. And from watching the last episode, I assume they meant Gabe. Hmm. Now I'm wondering whether or not they meant Clyde because he grates on me so much more. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think he grates on me more than Gabe because mm. Gabe is like, I'm a dickhead. Look at me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Where Clyde's very like quite sneaky with it. Yeah, he's he's a bit of a rat. Yeah. Is that the right word? Weasel? Weasel, yeah. Oh. Yeah. eBay. I had a bit of tunage then. Was it eBay? Yeah. What are you bidding on? Uh, Killer Just... Camp merch. <laughs> Bruce's head wrap. Signed. In blood. He's walking around just like with his skin hanging off and stuff now. Desperate times. No season three on the cards. <laughs> so um, after the little love scene between Clyde and Valentina, he opens up in the diary room saying... I panicked and I couldn't tell her that it's all a bit early for this. Yeah, panic. <laughs> Did he? He knew exactly what he was doing. I felt a bit pressured. And when I feel pressured, I feel like pulling out of a situation, honestly. Bobby calls them down to play the game to win immunity. After climbing Bobby's lubed up pole last week, now they're going to be playing with his balls. It's called 
conveniently grab them by the balls, where campmates need to run from one end of a slippery slope to another to retrieve a gym ball and run back to the start line. The catch being that there are never enough balls for all campmates and any camper who returns without a ball is eliminated and becomes a blocker in the following round. It's a cross between bulldog and musical chairs. Mm-hmm. Like you remove one ball each round and you've got to get past the blockers each time. Before they play, Bobby asks Clyde who he'd give immunity to and he tells Bobby that he'd choose Gabe. When asked if he'd return the favour, Gabe says, oh, Hundo P, which I fucking love. Oh, Hundo P. I mean, this is this is a bromance. You know, I trust Clyde. He trusts me. Hundo P. Well, last series, we had Millie, didn't we? A Millie. For a million percent. Yeah, didn't we have like HP? And we had HP. I think we did because of Harry Potter. Yeah, we did. And then, mate, Hundo P. That's the new one for me. It's a belter. Anyway, they get on with the game and slowly, one or two at a time, get eliminated. It was an absolute mess. The whole the whole challenge was just disgusting. It was all greasy. It was pissing it down in rain. And, I mean, it whittled down to a few people at the end. I don't think the actions of those in this round really count for much as a clue to the killer's identity since the killer largely wants the cash. So I didn't really pay attention to the order in which they were eliminated. Although there were a few dirty players where balls got knocked out of each other's hands. Gabe is targeted quite a lot by the blockers, understandably. They will find him really annoying. Jada says something really weird. She says she'll block Valentina because the boys might be more at risk. I'm going to go for Valentina. I'm so sorry. Why are you going to block Valentina? The, the boys might be more at risk. And I really didn't understand what she meant by no, that. that. And even Valentina was confused. Anyway, it got spicy at the end when only Jordan, Clyde and Gabe remain. Valentina says she's going to block Jordan because he's just pulled it down. And this is where immunity deals need to come into play. I'd have actually myself formed an alliance with one of the remaining three. Although don't think anyone expected to happen what actually happened. And this was amazing. Gabe wipes Jordan out himself and lets Clyde go and get the ball on his own. Clyde launches the ball over the top to Gabe, who catches it, takes it back to the start, and Jordan is absolutely fuming. But what a brilliant tactic. It's a great tactic. Mm. Yeah, I felt quite bad for Jordan. Oh, massively, massively. It's dirty, but fair play. So Gabe wins immunity and unbelievably gives it to Bella. Um, I'm going to give immunity to the person that performed really well today, someone that I just want around a little bit longer. So I'm going to give immunity to Bella. And Clyde is gutted. And this is the moment of the episode for me. Is he gutted? He surely knows what's happening. Do you think he, he knows? knows? Of course he it's, fucking knows. It's one of the best things I've seen. I, uh, she is so excited. Honestly, 10, 20 seconds, we're all thinking, holy I reckon shit. It's, I reckon it's proper like, like, bros you know what i mean he, yeah. he, he thinks i'm gonna have a laugh here yeah he, he he's probably said it to him on the way down he's like if i win mate i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck about it a bit yeah but what would have made it better if then bobby said sorry i can only take your first answer oh yeah that would have been better wouldn't it i'd have fucking loved it yeah that definitely would have been brilliant because that would have stirred it even more oh that would have been so good i know i know why aren't i why aren't i facilitating a camp where people get killed in anyway dick move but fucking hilarious because of the rain, Bobby tells them they are not having a campfire. They will have a special sleepover in the dorm room instead. They will catch up on who they think is the killer before one of them is going to get killed. They will say that Clyde is the killer and Jordan will be killed by him. But 
Jordan rightly points out that the killer could now target Jordan to throw them off the scent. And that's clearly what's happened. Bella and Gabe seem to have made up. Jordan is told about SJ's crush on him. And as Clyde arrives, he walks away. And you can't blame him for them dirty tactics earlier. But anyway, they all leave Clyde to talk to Lexi. And Lexi's actually really cool. She's like, you and her, go ahead. And then Clyde counters what he said to Valentina. But then Lexi says to Clyde, you're the only one. Oh no, you're one of the only people I completely trust. And then we see her in the counsellor's office moments later saying, and I stopped trusting him a little bit. And that's superb. This love triangle is brilliant. Of course, of course. You are one of the only people in this place I completely trust. Okay. So I think it's fine. You can do that? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> it was a little fishy because I know he still likes Valentina. So I didn't know why he was lying to my face. And I think that's when I kind of stopped trusting him a little bit. You're actually thinking, like, I thought that Clyde was in control of it. Yeah. But the more I think it might work out for the girls... They might be playing him, yeah. ...to play it as well. And that's why they're not getting too sort of irate about it. Between each other, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think you're probably right. When Bobby arrives for the sleepover, it's not raining. So did they just not want to set up the campfire because of it being wet or something? But he said, we're going to have a sleepover because of the rain. And yet when he turns up at the doors, there's no rain anyway. Anyway, with Gabe and Clyde having immunity, Bobby tells them that the killer has chosen two campmates to go to the Camp Trampoline Club. It's Jordan and Valentina who are heading into the woods. They say their goodbyes. Then Bobby tells the group a scary story. You can't have a slumber party without a scary story, right? I've got one for you. Two young campers went walking in the woods one night. <laughs> they came to a sign which split them up left and right. Imagine their relief to finally find themselves in a beautiful forest clearing. At its center, a giant trampoline. Say what? The camper thought, why the hell not? They took off their shoes, rules, and began to bounce. They started having the time of their life. Up and down, down and up, defying gravity, laughing without a care in the world. <laughs> Suddenly, Bruce walked into the glade unseen by the frolicking camper. The handyman untangled a cord from the tree and pulled it. And that's when the real fun started. Above the camper, a razor-sharp propeller fixed to a tree branch. The blade started to spin, getting faster and faster. 
They rose higher and higher, getting closer and closer to rotating death. For a while, their timing was perfect. They kept missing the blades. But then, quick! Their luck ran out. Blood spurted from the jugular like a mini volcano. Their head hit the trampoline and bounced away into the forest. But you know what the weirdest thing was? The headless body just kept on bouncing. And as far as I know, it's still bouncing. The headless hopper of Pleasant Woods. It ends with Jordan having his head cut off in what I can only describe as the worst CGI I've seen in the 21st century. It's like watching old Doctor Who episodes in that he jumps up, the lawnmower blade comes across and cuts his head off, and then you can see where his head was, where they've used green screen. So they've clearly put like a green green bit of sheet over his face, and you can still see him there. I don't get, like, the, these, these killings could be really good. Or, like, really over the top. If, but this one is just a bit, I don't know, a bit boring. I think the the question is why, isn't it? Because when you look at some of the deaths in the last series, why did someone get their head cut off by razor wire? Well, they were, you know, saying that, even that, the segues, I thought that was a bit more realistic. But this is almost like, right, you're walking to your potential death and then you find a trampoline and you're going to go and play on a trampoline. It should be more Tucker and Dale versus Evil where, you know, you happen to be walking along and Bruce comes along and pushes you into a tree shredder or something like that. Yeah. Valentina returns, has a big hug with Clyde. Jade is really upset. And to be honest, I think that's just because she's going to miss Jordan. And that's it. Still still a lot of people we're not really seeing in that. We've seen the same sort of faces. I haven't seen much of Lexi. I haven't seen no. much of Jada. Um, SJ wasn't very a big part of this episode. Bella's sort of coming into it. Is there, who else is that? <laughs> well, who's the who's the um, Bella's not uh, American Dad, is she? That's someone else. No, that's another one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> American Dad. <gasps> I suppose the episodes are only you know so long, so they can only screen time so much. And when the, when Clyde and Gabe are giving you so much gold, you've got to roll with it. True. You've got a yeah. You've got a forty minute episode, and you're getting all this shit. Put it in. I'm still convinced that it's a Clyde and Gabe duo, but after this week's episode, Valentina is on my radar massively. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see if she messes up again. Yeah, yeah. Like just burn some time or something. What was noticeable again is that there were no clues, but when we see next time. Yeah. It looks like they're reading clues from a board by the lake, so perhaps they just incorporate it into another. Yeah, do you think obviously the first season they just realised, oh, right, we can't do this every every time, or we need to do something different to sort of make it last longer or not as obvious, or yeah, maybe maybe it was too obvious because they they caught the killer, didn't they, within three episodes last time? Yeah, and so maybe they're like, we only want one this time, and because we we did think, didn't we, that it might not have been the original intent to have two. Yeah, I don't know, but I think once you've had two, can you really go back? I know what you mean, especially when next week they're going to have this vote off. 
So when obviously we get to see that they're going to make their guesses as to who the killer is, when this happened in the first series, the group correctly guessed the killer. Do you think they're going to correctly guess the killer again? Or do you think because there are eight episodes in total, maybe there are three killers, which would be shit. But with this show, nothing would surprise me. But I wonder if the point of the vote off in the next episode is that they vote for some... Now hear me out. They vote for someone who... Or if they vote for someone who isn't the killer, that person will get taken off in a police car and then killed by Bruce. We don't know from last season because they got the killer correct in the first mm-hmm. round of voting. But I wonder if that's why they all hate being suspected as the killer. Because, because you're out the game. Because you could be out the game. Because otherwise, if you weren't the killer, why would you give a shit? Like, if I wasn't the killer and people saying, oh, it's Mike, it's Mike, it's Mike. Bring it, I don't care. But if I was the killer, or no, if I wasn't the killer and people were saying that and there was a risk of me being eliminated, as in they were going to kill me off after the vote off, then maybe. Anyway, or is it just that people don't like being suspected because they think it will mean the group won't win as much cash at the end? lot of questions don't know the answers to i don't i think sometimes you just won't find out the answers to that with how the group suspect or how much the group suspect clyde at the moment i honestly think he might be voted as the killer next week depends if his ladies back him up Ooh, or they go in for it imagine around that campfire and lexi and valentina both because say. because obviously it is a good chance to pick the, the killer but it's also a good chance to get rid of someone you don't like very so Gabe, Gabe could just be up on the on the chopping block as well. Yeah, I think it's going to be those two that people are going for. I don't think anyone's going to suggest like Mora could be if, at if risk. If you were the killer, though, would you? Would you? I mean, it depends on your personality. But would you obviously be that out in the open? You know, what I mean, rustling, rustling feathers. Is that one ruffling, Feather? ruffling, or rustling, ruffling? So why, Russell, what, Russell leaves. What, what, or Rus- why do you rustle the leaves then in the in the camp? <laughs> um, That's what you think, like Jada. Jada literally hurt no one. I didn't even notice her in the first episode. Mm, true. Yeah, it could be one of the quiet ones. Even SJ, although he's like he's loud, he's not causing any issues or anything no. like that. He's everyone's mate at the moment. Yeah, and that's the best way to be, surely. Mm. But depends on it because. If you know Clyde and Gabe could be like like they are, you know, they could be their personality, but also because they might think they're untouchable. It makes you wonder how they, because you've got to live with that secret, haven't you? Like if you get told you're the killer, you've got that in the back of your mind. Imagine if you like like spoke when you were sleeping. And yeah, sleep talking. <laughs> but it makes you wonder, like, are they allowed to? What what conversations do they get up but off camera? Because we see a 40-minute glimpse into a full day of filming. So there must be so much going on. And I get we see some of the conversations, but we never see him eating. We don't see him having breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Off camera, are they allowed to talk about who they think the killer is? You know, or, or, or are they allowed to defend themselves? Like, look, Jace, I'm telling you now, I know we've only known each other for like 48 hours, but I'm not the killer. I, I can assure you that. There's got to be a, quite a bit of like outside of filming talk because these girls want to shack up within 24 hours don't they well you think you think that they, that they maybe have like a break in before or they're there for a few days before they go out on the 
on the the island and stuff like that. Well, oh, oh, yeah, but all the fact that you know all day they're they're spending all day together, aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. See, see what you mean. It's, it's it's interesting that they they almost yeah fall at people's feet within hours of being there. It seems. How do I sign up? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Forget dating sites. Just sign up for reality TV shows instead. Do you think Bruce sits with them at dinner? Oh, can you imagine? Yeah, Bobby, Bruce, and like, yeah, just go and have food with them, and then yeah. chat. He's like trying to like, he's, but he's still wearing his in head character. Back. Yeah, yeah. He's got to be in character all the time. He's not allowed to break character for like a week. And Norse Bobby's just really fucking annoying by the fireside. He's like, "Oh, you want some cabbage?" <laughs> and he like throws it at people and stuff. And they're like, "Bobby, we're just trying to have a bit of food, mate. Like, we're not even filming at the moment." Yeah. I'm not Bobby even doesn't care. I'm the cameraman. <laughs> You're fired. Kill the camp was four years ago, Bobby. <laughs> you got a great character now. But a few of them live to tell the tale into another episode, and we go again. So then, who do you think is the killer then? I'm torn between Clyde. I think if there's two, it's Clyde and Gabe. But I would love it if it wasn't those two and it was Valentina. But they're the three most suspicious. I'm going to go Valentina mm. and yeah, see I think I want to say Clyde or Gabe imagine it was Valentina and Lexi yeah see I want to say Valentina and I'll go Valentina and Clyde but we'll see the next episode I think that, that'll change I wonder if the two killers know each other's identity if there are two I hope they don't yeah that would be good wouldn't it but then you the killers pick yeah I mean, the, how do they I know I think apparently it was like the producers pick one and the killers pick Another or something like that. Yeah. Imagine imagine if you picked someone, but then they didn't go up. You'd be like, you'd know there's another killer. True. Or does the next killer get appointed once the first killer is, if, if and only if the first killer is caught? Maybe. Maybe. And then that money rolls on. Mm. Questions, questions. So who's going to win it? Christ. Who's going to win it? Who do you want to win it? Who do I want to win it? I, I want... Um, I I love Gabe, but it wouldn't be fair if you won it. Like, I really like him now. I I know um, you like him, but I also feel that there's plenty of episodes left. He is going to piss you off. Yeah, I, of course, of course, yeah. But I, I want Clyde to go next. Um, in terms of who would I like to see win? Um, I think I said Mora before. That'd be good if she went all the way. I even like Lexi. Lexi's mm-hmm. Lexi's great. Because of how cool she is about um, Clyde, and it seems like she's playing him back a little bit, which I like. What about you? I go SJ still. Yeah, I'm standing by my man, SJ. He's he's the funniest there, without a doubt. Seriously, go back and watch him get electrocuted. I I, I remember it distinctly. <laughs> he like flies up onto the sofa. It's, it's like someone's jabbed him from behind. <laughs> I honestly thought, oh my god, he's getting killed in public. Maybe like there's like a like a prong that comes out the sofa. <laughs> Just, yeah. You know, in that Jonathan Creek episode where um, the the electrical contacts come out the uh, floorboards. The floorboards. Yeah, yeah, that's what's happened in the sofa. It's electrocuted him. He's shot up. His... Oh, Someone's tasered him off screen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll call it there. We'll be back next week with episode three. And all of our predictions will be wrong because loads of people will die. <laughs> If you're still with us, thanks for listening. Come and say hello on Twitter. We're at Presents Jam because Jam Presents was already taken. 
For more content like this, head over to jasonandmike.com. We'll be back next week with more Killer Camp.